Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is James and Brayden Hawkins. James is the president of Golden Oak Lending, and he is here with Brayden, who is currently attending Lindenwood University. We're going to learn a lot more about them in just a moment. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. James, I've known you for a very long time. Um, My company has been lucky enough to work with your company on the social media aspect of things. But since I've known you, I've learned so many amazing stories about you. And one of the cool stories and one of the reasons why you guys are here today is the Musial Awards. You were a recipient of that award. Braden's got stories around that too. Tell us how how all this came to be. Well, um, I have four boys. And so I've I've been involved in coaching with each of them at some degree. And when um, I started coaching Braden, one of the players on our team was Nathan Laws. For football. Yes, football. And um, Nathan was uh, one of the smallest kids on the team. He was not very... not very strong, not very big, but just the biggest heart and the biggest smile you'd ever see. And I mean, kids would knock him down. He'd just smile and get right back up. And um, anyway, after coaching him for a couple of years, uh, we learned that, you know, his his strength was actually weakening. And we learned that he had mitochondrial disease. And it's a disease that attacks the mitochondrial cells. And at that point, his mom had come to me and said, hey, I'm sorry, I got to pull him out of football. And um, uh, he just he just doesn't have the strength to play. Hmm. And and Braden will attest at the time, you know, he wasn't our superstar. He's not a star quarterback or or, or a wide receiver or anything. But but he really loved to play. He just loved being a part of the team. When morale was definitely his strong suit. <laughs> yeah, like that was he. It wasn't just him either it wasn't he would get knocked down and hop back up with a big old smile on his face it was you could get hit the hardest that you've ever been hit and he'd be like hey man just shake it off like Aww. i'm right here with you you know and he, he was with you part of a team exactly you need yeah. that part too leadership was was big there for him oh, early cool. on yeah so um it was it was pretty sad that he wasn't able to play anymore but you know we all go through challenges in life and and we accepted that and so uh, i continued to coach the team for a couple of more years and um, I got the opportunity then th- it, that my next son was coming up. And so I, w- I took over a team to coach him. And I, I moved Braden uh, to one of our assistant coaches, took over that team. So um, now I have a new team that I'm coaching. And that summer, as we were just kind of starting to kick off things, I th- I wanted to follow up again with Nathan, and I had been keeping tabs on how he was doing. And at, at one point, his, his mom had let us know, unfortunately, he probably won't live past the age of 10 or, or 12 mm-hmm. years old. And uh, it's just a part of the disease. And so, you know, I, I tried to visit him, you know, when I could. And um, my wife was asking me one year, she said, that year, she said, uh, what do you want to do on your birthday? And I said, you know, I'm going to go over and I'm going to visit with with Nathan. You know, I just want to, I want to feel good. I want to pump him up, make sure he feels good, you know, just do something really nice on my birthday. And and I went over and spent some time with him, and I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to get him involved. He seemed really down. Mm. And I said, I'm going to get him involved. And I said, hey, Nathan, how would you like to be a coach on my my team 
you know, my younger team. And because at this point he was, you know, getting a little bit older and um, he just lit up and he said, that would be great. And so over the next weeks, I, I started bringing him to all the practices. And, and at this point, he's in a wheelchair on oxygen. Um, and it took a lot for him to do it, but he did not miss a single practice. Uh. He would come and, and he would um, help the kids, you know, by, uh, you know, rooting them along, like Braden said. I mean, th he just took over that same attitude yeah. uh, as, as a, a coach with the team. Um, but I think what you guys were, uh, this was you know, probably 12 years old at the time. And the kids that he was coaching were all six and seven. Um, so they looked up to him and, and uh, it was pretty neat. And so anyway, um, at that point, his mom said, hey, I have seen a complete 180 in him. You brought him back to life. I feel like he was dying. He was giving up. And, and this is something that gave him purpose. Oh and my gosh. I don't know how... Uh, Mike Bush at Channel 5 found out about it, but somehow uh, he found out and started calling me. And at first I said, no, I, I'm not interested in a story about me because it's not about me. And and uh, I thought it was a joke. You know, I thought somebody was punking Is this me. this for and, real? Right. Yeah. You want to yep, yep, yep. put me on a stage and give me an award? <laughs> and um, But he persisted, and I finally agreed to talk to him. And I said, all right, well, we, you know, as long as we make the story about Nathan. And he said, of course, it'll be about Nathan and, and you. I said, okay. And um, and then once we met and the story got going, Mike did a fantastic job of, you know, just folding in every aspect of, of Nathan and, and uh, his battle with mitochondrial disease and then how it, you know, this process of becoming a coach and helping other kids just brought him to life and, and really gave him so much confidence to do so and many purpose. other things. Right. You know, purpose is so huge. And it gave him that sense of purpose and that leadership that you were talking about started to really come out working with younger and how impactful for all of the kids on that team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, really, you know, think about what that has done for them in their life. Oh, for sure. For sure. And that, and it was neat because by the end of the season, um, it was the end of our season, but that's about when the news crews started coming in and filming everything and, and they were putting us on TV. And I, I'll tell you what, those football players, all, it, you know, those young football players, they rallied around Coach Laws. And you, I mean, they did everything except for pick him up in his wheelchair, but, but they, but you could imagine it lifting up just from the energy from all those kids. And we would get together at the end of every practice, you know, and we'd do our chant. And, and, and he would, you know, just be right in the middle there with his hand and smile. And, and I, you know, I know you came and helped us coach occasionally. It was just an amazing thing to see. So it, it really – and we got to keep him on uh, uh, for a couple more years. And then I actually retired from football coaching uh, at, at the Wildcats and went on to coaching in high school. So Okay. And did he recover or how does Nathan? He's doing fantastic. What? Yeah. Really? I mean, oh my gosh, how old is he now? Well, he's 22. I, I just I think so because we're the same age. So he should be 22. Oh, or his birthday oh was last week. Gosh, so I think he just turned 23. So 23. I am so happy yeah, to hear yeah. that. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's, competed on a, a national basis in uh, robotics. He's competed in archery. I mean, he's just done some fantastic things. And um, I, I just, I look at myself as, you know, just, I was glad that I could be there as a helping hand at that point. But what he's done now on his own is just amazing. He's, he's just so, so blessed. And, and 
Um, he's still on oxygen and, and still, you know, has uh, some assistance, you know, with wheelchairs and stuff, but, but doing such great but things. Driving. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And so, Brayden, this had to be an amazing, I mean, just for you personally, an impactful part of your childhood. Surreal. Yeah. Um, playing with Nathan growing up, it was funny when, when him and I first met, because we were so young, probably six or seven years old, we actually, and I did this with a lot of kids, but we butt heads at first because it's football too. You know, you yeah. just, everyone wants yeah, to be the football best. energy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and over time, I, I just, you know, we, we butted a friendship and then he wasn't able to play anymore. And that was kind of a hit, not, not to me, but in general to the team. It's like, that's, that's not something that you usually experience at that young age for him and 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 those of us around him it was like where you know where's nathan you know yeah, and what and does this mean it's That's hard to feel explain scary and yeah yeah um but when he you know it's like we said before he he doesn't know the meaning of the words give up there's there's not an ounce of quit in his body and i think you know like my dad said there there were times that his mom and him probably felt like you know what are we going to do where do we go from here? And right. for him to open that door, I think, is a, a great testament to his character. And it was a perfect catalyst for Nathan to find a way to reinvigorate that spark that he had. And and it, I, I, I don't know how much of that to attribute to his success now, but, you, you know, it's definitely part of it. And I'm proud oh, to have been, yeah. you know, someone associated with him and with this entire situation. I mean, like his mom said, he was just starting to go down. He was like, what, you know, this isn't fun. I don't want to hang out on earth anymore. This is not a great time. And then all of a sudden you show up, you invigorate the, everything, you give him purpose. And here's something you need to wake up and do every day. That's huge. Huge. Yeah. And then for the rest of the kids on the team, you know, you said he doesn't he doesn't know the meaning of give up. Well, if he's not going to give up, yeah. the rest of that team certainly isn't going to give up. Absolutely. You know, and so all this amazingness is happening. And then, yay, the Musial Award people are like, hey, right, this is deserving. So what was that like to get that call? Well, that was uh, it was surreal. Um, like I said, at first I thought it was a joke. Right. Um, but once we we got uh, everything lined up and we started realizing we're really going to do this, we're going to be on stage uh, with Joe Torrey, uh, with Monet Davis. Oh, how um, It was uh, it was incredible. And um, and 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 again, Mike Bush. Mike Bush does a fantastic job with the awards, and he does it in such a way that you don't feel. Um, like you're guilty up there, like oh, there's all this praise on me. It was he brings the whole story in, and 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 all the benefits to Nathan, and and all the stories. If you know, um, if you've watched the show, you know that, that every single story will make you cry. They're they're oh, all yeah. just tear jerking. Yeah. It's um, a beautiful ceremony. Great stories of uh, of uh, of great outcomes, and I don't mean cry in a bad way. I mean like you're just like yay, yay, this is humans, the, yes. humans are doing yeah. some good stuff Faith here. Humanity. Yes. Right. You know, right. every single story was like that. So not only are you sitting there and you're you're crying and you're wiping your eyes, and then they're like, okay, and next we're gonna have James Hawkins and Nathan Long. <laughs> now I'm it's like, your turn. I'm like, oh okay, I gotta get up there and and uh it was pretty special. And one of the neat things too was that it didn't stop right there. Uh at the time we had the uh, the Rams were still in town, and Coach Fisher saw the story. So he brought Nathan and I uh, up to Rams Park, and 
a couple of times, we were there um, on draft day, and he brought us into the draft room. I was in the in an NFL draft oh, cool. while they were picking players, and he was kind of you know working, but then he'd stop and he'd say, hey, "Nathan, come here, let me show you something." And he'd show you know these are the players we're looking at, and here's here's what we're thinking next. But I'm not sure. What do you think, Nathan? Nathan smiled, oh. you know. And I'm like. No, this is real. We're in a real draft yeah. for the NFL, and and then um, they, had, Coach Fisher, brought me and Nathan up on stage in front of the entire team. He showed the video of the Mutual Awards, and then they all gave us a standing ovation. Um, they brought the whole team back, and they let us uh, watch a practice. Then they all signed autographs for us. I mean, they they just did amazing things, and and uh, and then they brought us to you know games afterwards so I was pretty sad when the Rams left just because of the involvement in the community yeah. and and those great things that they did not only for Nathan but all of our players getting them involved in um and, and and telling them hey this is how much we appreciate you know when you guys are uplifting other people right and and coach Fisher I think did a good job of really making us feel special for that so there was a lot um going around, you know, not just the mutual awards, but the recognition from other people from that too. That's so lovely. And we are a really cool sports town. It's sad what mm. happened with the Rams, but. They, uh, made, they made a bad choice. Uh, yeah, we're all going to agree on that one. Yeah. But, um, but you know, I mean, it. and so you've been, both of you, it sounds like involved in sports some way, in some fashion um, throughout the years. And I know that you, I mean, just from my working with you, you bring that into Golden Oak Lending as well, that sort of team spirit and and also outreach and helping various other mm-hmm. um teams in the area it's just it, you've done this amazing thing with your company well thank you yeah we try to um we try to get everybody involved i mean we we've done uh we do dress up days where you know say halloween anybody that wears a costume um report to the front desk and then golden oakland will donate twenty dollars for each person uh, to that charity mm-hmm. um We've done St. Louis Area Food Bank where we'll take, you know, a bunch of people and, um, you know, we'll sponsor a whole whole night where we'll just take everybody there and, and you know, package food up for uh, the, the needy. And, and I think it's just important that, you know, your, your, your team, your, your family, work becomes a family because that's people sometimes you're with more than your spouse. Exactly. And it's important to get those people to feel like a family. And and when you give back to the community or you, you know, give back to charities and and donate your time and your your money, it it um, it it helps create that feeling of family and, and goodness that you need in a company. Well, it's so responsible. But the thing that I really I I love about you guys is that there's some companies that do it because it looks right. It's what we're supposed to do. But you guys really, it's your heart. This is coming from a true place of we really do want to help the community and we are a family. And that is very noticeable. You know, and I, I love that about what you guys do. I mean, we we as a company love to work with companies like yours because we feel like they're of high integrity. They're doing what we need them to do. You know, we feel good with these people being our our client. And man, you guys are amazing. Well, thank, thank you, you for yeah, that. Well, we're blessed. I mean, it, um, I can't tell you how many great things have happened to me. And if I can just help one person or one group of people lift themselves up 
in some way or another. And I know it's it's from doing things like this that, um, you know, somebody might not have thought of, oh, I can give my time to, you know, a food uh, pantry. That's great. I didn't even realize I could. Well, we taught them that, you know, or um, you can donate only a few hundred dollars to a charity. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Well, we taught them every that. Every little you know? bit helps. Yeah, yeah. You know, every little thing that you do helps contribute to, you know, that, that, um, that, that need that people in the community have. And if that's my thoughts is if I can just help somebody understand that or help them um, get involved more, it, it's, it's going to be good for them. It's going to be good for us. It's good for the company. It, it's just good for everybody. So Braden, you're going to Lindenwood. I am. What are you doing right now? Uh, at the moment, nothing. Um, <laughs> but I, so I went to I was one of the pandemic students mm -hmm. so I was in school I was halfway through you? I'm 22 okay I'll be so you're the, my months. my daughter's 21 then yeah yeah the, that whole whew. yeah it was rough um I mean to say the least but I think we all felt that way you know being in college was something that I wasn't sure about to begin with I've always thought about alternative routes but I didn't know what I wanted to do so I went to college everything shuts down. I'm stuck in the house doing school online. And I ended up dropping out. I decided, you know, I'm just going to enter the workforce. I love cooking. So I worked in kitchens for many years before I went to school and then while I went to school and then when I dropped out. So just recently, I've decided to go back and finish my degree. So I've got two years left and I'm Very going cool. to study international relations at Lindenwood. Oh, ooh. That's an awesome one. Yeah. I like that. And I and do you watch the bear? Not you said yes. cooking. So yes. <laughs> so I, I just had to bring that I up. Subjected I subjected myself. I to just the bear. went through the second season yeah. the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this show so much. And it's and it's probably stale to hear this from some people by now, right? The by now, but it is incredibly accurate. Maddie Matheson is a producer on that show, and he was in the same position I've been for a lot of his life. So I appreciate the uh, exposure he's given to how stressful it can be sometimes. How it is so stressful, that whole restaurant yeah. life. and But it's great if you're a foodie. It's fantastic. And you want to watch it because the, the food is beautiful, how they're showing yeah. out. It's, it's awesome. Well, That's and, a great story. And it's a, huh. it's, a, it's a good representation, too, of how when everyone's in the weeds, at least they're in the weeds together, yeah. especially in a kitchen. There's a, there's a sense of community there. And a lot of way, like St. Louis is a city, like you guys were saying, you know, the Rams leaving took something. It, it, for some people, it was a football team leaving the city. But for a lot of people, especially native to St. Louis, there was a loss to the community there. And yeah. I think St. Louis is a huge art city, a huge community city. It's There's a lot of togetherness here. And that's Leanne Matthews was saying something about how um, she, I, don't, I don't remember the, the Fabulous Fox uh, program that you guys talked about. Just mm -hmm. fantastic. And so, there was a mention on the internet the other day, somebody reminded me of Leanne's comments because they were like, I'm not from St. Louis, but I'm just passing through, traveling somewhere else. And I stopped for half a day with my friends to get some food and some drinks. And I just felt this strange pull. They were like, I felt this strange pull to the city. I've never been here. I don't know what it is. And I was like, I've felt that living yeah. in other places, living in other states. It's, it's a place that you can't really shake the feeling of being once you've been here. I tried here, twice and I I came back. Yeah, I, you know, inevitably. I, it's it's there's something in the water. All roads lead to St. Louis, <laughs> and and it's you know for people that 
that have not really experienced St. Louis, they they don't know what's really here. Yeah. I mean, that's what I try to do at TEDx, right? Because we only have our speakers from the area. Yeah. And, you know, we're like, we don't need to pull from other areas. Other TEDx's do, but we're like, we don't need to. We've got so much happening right here with these mm -hmm. amazing people that are positively affecting our community, the nation, the world. Those are the people. Let's Let's show you what St. Louis has got yeah, going on over here. You don't need here. to leave St. Louis and go to oh. L.A. or New York to really expose yourself and get exposure to arts. And, and you can afford to buy a house here, as you know. <laughs> yes. That is something else. <laughs> For sure. You know, it's, it's Compared amazing. Compared to our other markets, it's uh, yes. very affordable. Exactly. So, um, okay, well, I have some fun questions for you guys. You okay. ready for fun questions? Absolutely. All right, my first fun question is going to be for James, since you are in this world. Tell me the favorite thing about the first house you ever owned. Ooh, my favorite thing about the first house I ever owned. Man. Um, well, honestly, my, the favorite thing is that I lived there with my now wife. We were engaged at the time. And uh, Braden lived there with, with us. Um, so I think that was the funnest thing about it is that the three of us we, you know, because before that I lived by myself in an apartment and, and uh, you know, I was dating, but um, the three of us lived there and, and we just had a great family. It it was... Um, it's the first time we were all together yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think cool. it's really when you, that would be the beginning of you becoming my dad, you yeah. know? Oh, yay. I love that. Well, then that leads to my second question, which is for you, Braden, which is okay. perfect. And it was going to be, tell me one of your, we know the, the story about with the whole musical awards and Nathan and everything. Tell me another awesome story about your dad. Oh, man. Um, another awesome story. I don't know if I have a specific one, but I can say that a principle that all of them would include is that he's a great teacher. Um, there's no disproportionate amount of charity that he gives compared like the more successful he gets the more charitable charitable he becomes the more he gets the more I see him give and that's something that will always stick with me and has always stuck with me because I believe what goes around comes around both good and bad and that's a that's that's a way that he's lived his life that I really appreciate so I love that so much it's so important I, I you know I, I'm on this whole thing right now with talking to people about how important it is to that that whole giving thing there's it's I mean, I've been there a long time, but now I feel like I'm just seeing it even more where don't hoard all the money. Yeah. <laughs> don't hoard it. It's it's currency. It's supposed to flow. Yeah. And so let it flow through you and be giving with it. And you really will get something in return. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not something money can buy, but it's amazing. And it's 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 something that you get to have and be a part of. And I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm glad well, I asked you that. I I, and I think it's the money and the time. You yes, know, because a lot of people exactly. think if you don't well, have the money, have give enough, the time. I don't have enough money to get involved. And, and you really don't have to have money. A lot of places you can go to, um, we, we donate uh, a lot of our money to Habitat for Humanity, but you can also donate time there. Yes, and, exactly. And um, the, the food bank is another example where you go, and, and we don't donate money there, but we donate a lot of time. The other thing that um, I want to mention, though, is Braden was saying, you know, the way that I teach, the neat thing is, is when you do these things um, and you see it reciprocated back to you or um, you know, shine back on you. 
for example, when Braden was 15, he was just about to turn 16 years old. Um, we go to the Friends of Kids with Cancer mm-hmm. um, fashion show. The fashion show every yep. year, and they have you know different points where you can uh, you can donate and bid on stuff. And so Braden had saved up three thousand dollars for a car, and he said, "Hey, can I can I bid on on a." You know, a thing that I don't remember what the exact thing was. I don't either, actually. Yeah, because it wasn't important what he was bidding on. But the important thing was he kept bidding and we're like, Brayden, that's your car money. I'm competitive, too. (laughs) Once once those other hands started going up, I was like, yeah. I was like, none of you are going to give harder than I'm going to give. I'm going to do this. And we we were very clear. We're like, okay, but that's your your car money. Mm -hmm. We're we're not paying you back for that. And, And Brayden said, I know. And he... Threw his little thing, paddle up, and he bid fifteen hundred dollars, and uh, he won his his auction item. But more importantly, he donated fifteen hundred dollars to the Friends of Kids with Charity. Exactly. That was his money, and and I know he would have never done that, you know, if over the years he hadn't seen our family and, and our company oh, yeah. teaching that, you know, it's 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 a good thing to give to others, you know, like you said, you don't hoard all the money and, right. and, and you give them your or money your or your talents. time. Or yeah. your, you yeah. know, so it's time, talent, and treasure. Yeah. You've got one of those to give. So when you see one of your children doing that, then you know it was all worth you it. Pat on the you, back there, right. yeah. you did something right. Something's going good. That's awesome. All right, this next question is for both of you to answer, really. So the, the whole point of my podcast is kindness, which I know is so fluffy, but... It's so important, and I, I want to shine a light on kindness at all times because we need a lot more of it in this world. Um, so we'll start with you, James. Just a top-of-mind kindness that maybe has happened recently. It's something you've witnessed, you've given, you've received. Just talk to kindness. Oh Well, you know, the, the first story that came to my mind that, that just— it was my parents, you know, the way that they raised me was to be kind. I was heavily involved in church and and do the right thing, mm-hmm. um, have a relationship with God, uh, give to others. And unfortunately, the way things had worked out, my parents didn't save a lot of money and, and uh, they were living in a house that they almost had paid off, but not, not quite, but they were in uh, Overland. And all three of their sons lived out in St. Charles County. And so... I made the decision to buy him a house in in Lake St. Louis. Uh, my dad likes to fish, and um, my mom loves you know the the you know the, being around lakes and and stuff. So, we bought him a house on Lake St. Louis on the lake that they could um, you know they can go out and my dad can fish and and they didn't have a house payment. I mean, I just wiped all that out for him. And oh my gosh, I, how awesome! It, it, it just it felt good to be able to give back to my parents because of how, you know, good a job I felt like they did raising me to be kind and to give to others. And so my kindness was back to them. Like, here you go. Let me, let me do this for you. And, and you don't have to worry. You can, you know, have the house of your dreams. And now they're, you know, real close to all three of their sons in in St. Charles County and, and we can all visit them or they can visit us in, in just minutes. I love that. Oh, and and they they obviously gave you a good foundation somewhere on how to be successful financially. Yeah. Maybe they weren't able to do it, but they were able to do it for their children, which is beautiful. And then look how it came back to them. Oh, 
That is so nice. Well, and I wouldn't have that kindness in me if it weren't for them. Yeah. So that's where, um, you know, I, I just wanted to do something back to to show them, you know, how much I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. fantastic. I love it. All right, Braden, your turn. Well, in the same vein of uh, family, uh, the last four or five years have been really difficult for me. I've been living on my own ever since I dropped out of school, you know, been completely supporting myself and lived in different states, Arkansas, Pennsylvania, beautiful places. And I've made some great friends there, but I haven't lived in those places. I didn't live in those places for very long. I was always moving around. And, you know, depression hits hard sometimes that mm -hmm. first time that you're alone, especially in a city that you you don't know anybody, which I think is one of the greatest uh, practices for growth, too, is to move to a city where you don't know anybody. My friend Jay Wash told me that once when I was really young. He was like, he's much older than me. He was one of the first people that got me into making music. And he was like, I, I don't think I even asked him. He just looked at me one day and was like, hey, man, he was like, if you ever really want to test yourself, test how well you can grow. He was like, go move somewhere where you don't true. know a single person. Yeah. And he was right. It was difficult. It, it, yeah. was, it was a growth practice. But I'm really grateful for that advice because when I did it, it opened my eyes to some of the kindness that I take for granted within my own family. I wouldn't be great at answering the phone. I'm obviously not physically close by. I can't see anybody. And there's still a relentless love and kindness that all of my older brothers, my, my younger brother and sister, my parents obviously are fantastic, selfless people. They were relentless in still keep trying to keep in contact with me. My grandparents, every every person I'm related to has not, doesn't seem to care that I wasn't always there, even if I was, like, they only care that I was doing my best, you know? I love that. And that I, I was trying to be happy that I was doing something that I was excited about. They have been nothing but supportive over the last five years while I have really tried to figure my own identity and my own life out and still am, but I, I couldn't thank everyone that I'm related to enough for being there for me, no matter how much I might've screwed up or not screwed up. Yeah. Well, and we're, we're I mean, really blessed because both my parents and my wife's parents are exactly the same, you know, very kind people, very supportive, um, high energy, very, yeah. very giving. I mean, we're, we're, you know, um, we're just blessed to have that. And, and it shows as it trickles down through all the children as yeah. well. My grandfather, Steve, is one of my heroes for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, it is, it's difficult right now for your age group. I like, I told my daughter, I'm like, I do not know what your age group signed up for. But woof, you guys have a heavy load. I don't remember know? signing up. That's the craziest <laughs> oh, part. Somewhere. I, I always have a joke that on the other <laughs> side, you know, I was raising my hands for things like, who wants to take this on? I'm like, I'll, I'll try that when I get yeah. to Earth. Sure. You know, and then I'm like, what did I sign up for? Oh, my gosh, yeah. this is really hard. But, um, but you know, I mean, you guys came like, I mean, I was pregnant with my daughter when 9-11 happened. And then here we fast forward and graduating from high school and yeah. it's, Oh, well, no, can't go to prom, COVID, this, that. Oh, now you're going to be doing all your schoolwork on the computer. And, you know, it was it was a tough thing for you guys. So yeah. you actually probably signed up for something really big. <laughs> yes, I did. And I, I'm, you know, whatever part of me before I was born signed up for that, I'm really glad that he did as, as difficult that it's been. I feel like there's a bell curve to the weight of the world based on how old you are. And, you know, as you get towards the end of your life, you know, you've, You've experienced so much that maybe there's, you know, it's it doesn't feel as heavy anymore. Maybe it does for some people. And when you're born, you're a kid, you're you're carefree as, as you should be for most people, at least hopefully. And then you get to around this age, and and it feels like the world gets heavier every year. But 
the longer you hold it, the stronger you get. Yeah. I mean, really, that's exactly it. It's, um, it's the really painful things that help us grow. Unfortunately, yeah. if we were all sitting around like rainbows and unicorns, we would just be a bunch of dingbats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so I mean, unfortunately, pain is what pushes us forward. Yeah. Well, listen, gentlemen, thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the podcast thank today. You. Thank you what a great us. surprise, Braden, to get to meet you. Thank you, James. It's been this a wonderful. wonderful surprise for me. Yeah. So fun, right? Yeah. I love it. And. Just keep doing all the great things you're doing. I was going to say that. Thank you for doing what you do with this podcast. Oh, thank you. It's fun. It's crazy fun. I mean, it's it's just a way I get to talk to amazing people. So come on my podcast so I can talk to you. I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's beautiful. Thank you, guys. Well, thank, you. thank you. And uh, if you want to find more out about Golden Oak Lending, you guys are all, they have great social media. They're all over social media, the website, you name it. So yeah. you guys Golden do Oak a really Lending. good job. And, and really of heart. Of heart. Thank, well, thank you. you. Well, we try to, um, as as we teach, I'm sorry, as we um, treat our employees like family, we also try to treat our customers like family. Yep. And we do have the highest rate of return customers and repeat borrowers uh, than any other company in, in the St. Louis area. And I think that's show, it's because of the way we treat them and the way we give back to the community. So. It is. You guys are doing it all right. You're responsible people. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> For everyone out there, you're listening to Mishmash Podcast. Go have wonderful days. And yes, be kind, kind, kind. Thank you. Mwah.